0: Hello, I'm Scott Millis, senior pastor here at Living Word Family Church, and I'd like to welcome you to our podcast. We want to thank you for joining us today, and we hope that today's message encourages you and equips you in your walk with Christ. Here's today's message. Hey folks, welcome to Wednesday night. Hope you're staying warm. I'm telling you, it's pretty cold out there. We found out this morning that it was uh, especially cold when he woke up and the house wasn't, the, the furnace wasn't running and, and the blower motor was out. But praise God, they got somebody out right away and had it fixed and so thankful. But it makes me uh, think about those people in Texas and Oklahoma and down through the, down through the Southwest that uh, are struggling with no heat, and no power. And yeah, we need to be praying for them. I hope, I hope you are, and I hope you're doing well. And if you're not, uh, give us a call if we can help in any way. But tonight I wanna to talk to you just quickly about a little bit about overcoming by the word, the trusted word of God. And uh, over in Revelation 12, 11, it talks like this. We, you heard this many times, we quoted this scripture, and they overcame him, Satan, or the accuser, by the blood of the lamb and the word of their testimony, and they did not love their lives to the death. I mean, you know, they overcame, how did they overcome, they overcame, By the blood of the Lamb, what Jesus has done, and the word of their testimony. Well, what were they testifying to? The word of God, what God had said he would do and what had done. Uh, This note says, Christ, or the church's constant posture under the authority of the cross's victory by the blood of the Lamb and steadfastness to the promise and authority of God's word. The word of their testimony is the key to overcoming. Listen, if we want to be successful in this life, if we want to overcome what the accuser, the devil is, is, is trying to get us to do, go against God, go against uh, uh, you know his way, his, his word, then we're, go- we're not going to be successful. But if we want to be successful, we must know the word of God. We must know what it says. We must know uh, not only know what it says, we must begin to believe it in our heart and say it with our mouth. And so... We can do that. But over in Psalm 112, I was wanting to read this. It talks about the person that is blessed. You know, we talk about we're blessed to be a blessing and and we are a blessed generation and all that. But really and truly, what's caused us to be blessed? Well, first of all, God and his great sovereignty and, and his mercy and his kindness sent his very own son for us. That's the start of it right there. But listen to what it says in Psalm 112. Praise the Lord. I hope you're doing that tonight. I hope you do that on a regular basis. Blessed is the man, or as you know, blessed the man or woman they're talking about, who fears the Lord. Do you fear the Lord today or just you have no fear of him? I, I have awesome fear of, and reverence for the Lord. I don't know about you. It's not the fear where you can never come to him that you're afraid of him. It's the fear that, hey, he's the great, <laughs> the sovereign God of all the universe. And we have a, a, a awesome relation or a fear of him and, and reverence him in an awesome way. So it says, but, uh, blessed is the man who fears the Lord, who delights greatly in his commandments. His descendants will be mighty upon the earth and the generation upright will be blessed. Wealth and riches will be in their, his house and his righteousness endures forever unto the upright. There, there arises light in the darkness. He is gracious and full of compassion and righteousness, A righteous. In that verse two, I was reading that this, this, uh, this before this message, and I began to read it, and it says his descendants, or your descendants will be mighty on the earth. And it, it brought to mind back, uh, I don't know if you've ever heard about it, but Jonathan Edwards versus Max uh, Jukes, and there was a comparison. Now, Jonathan Edwards, as many of you know, was a was a great preacher. He was a, the the president of Princeton University. He was a, a tremendous man of God. And back of, during the 1700s, and he was part of that awakening. It was back in the first great awakening in this country. And he was he was a a great man. But they had this comparison of him and a, a guy named Max Jukes, and it said. Uh, he was Max Jutes. So I'll just read a little bit of this to you. Lived in the same state he did where uh, Jonathan Edwards did. He did not believe in Christian training. He married a girl of like character. From this union, men have studied 1,026 descendants. 300 of them died prematurely. 100 were sent to penitentiary for an average of 13 years each. 190 were uh, public prostitutes. There were 100 drunkards, uh, drunkards. The family cost the state $1.2 million. And they made no helpful uh, contribution to society. Unlike Jonathan Edwards. Now this is what it says. The, those who love the commandments of the Lord greatly delights in the commandments of the Lord. You can depend on your descendants being, being great in the earth. Listen to what Jonathan Edwards about his family. One of the greatest minds that God has given America, lived in the state of New York. He was a Christian and believed in Christian training. He married a girl of like character. From this union, men have studied 729 descendants. Of their number uh, came 300 preachers, 65 college professors, 13 university presidents, 60 authors of good books, three United States congressmen, and one vice president of the United States. And barring, uh, bearing one grandson who married a questionable character, the family has not cost the state a single dollar." Wow. It says, listen to this again. I gotta read this again. "'Blessed is the man who fears the Lord, who delights greatly in his commandments, or in his word.'" Amen. We must know the word of God. If you want your, what kind of a legacy will you leave? It says that person, his descendants will be mighty on the earth. You want your descendants to do well. You want your children, grandchildren on down the line to do well. (laughs) Delight yourself in in the commandments of the Lord in his word. Now it goes on to say, as we stop there in verse four, let's read five. A good man deals graciously and lends. He will guide his affairs with discretion. Surely he will never be shaken. The righteous will be in everlasting remembrance. He will not be afraid of evil tidings. His heart is steadfast, trusting in the Lord. His heart is established. He will not be afraid until he sees his desire upon his enemies." He goes on to say, "He has dispersed the broad; he has given to the poor. His righteousness endures forever. His horn will be exalted with honor. The wicked will see it and be grieved. He will will gnash his teeth and melt away. And the desire of the wicked shall perish." But listen to this. It goes on to say here, right here, in verse seven, uh, uh, six to eight. Surely he will not be shaken. You know, we're living in perilous times. We're living in, in hard times. We're, we shouldn't be surprised. The word of God tells us that in the last days, especially they, they're going to get harder, but we shouldn't be shaken. We shouldn't be afraid. It says in verse seven, he will not be afraid of evil tidings. That's bad news is what your heart, his heart is fixed. What steadfast trusting in the Lord. Why? Because you trust and delight yourself in the word of God. Goes on to say, it's hard to establish you not be afraid. How many of you know the enemy wants you to be afraid? Wants to bring fear and anxiety about what's going on in the world today? We shouldn't be in fear. Uh, Paul told Timothy, God hasn't given us what? A spirit of fear, but what? Power, love, and a sound mind. How many of you know people, it says in the last days, people will uh, lose their very minds (laughs) because of fear. Listen, you got to be careful what you're hearing. Their heart is established, you're not worried, you're not full of anxiety. Paul says, don't be full of anxiety. Don't be fearful, don't be worried. Take no thought for the, the things of this world. Safe and secure in the word. Jesus is the word made flesh, amen? Easy to pray with without the word of God. Easy pray for the enemy. That's what we are, easy pray. We're no, no match for the enemy. Now, in Colossians 3.16, uh, it says this: Let the word of God dwell in you what richly, in dwelling within you richly. When your heart is established in the word, you'll be you'll become Satan's worst nightmare. You ever thought of that? That you're a real threat to, to Satan when you know the word of God. <laughs> how to establish your heart? Well, we know Jesus when he was in the garden or when in the wilderness. How did he How did he overcome? He overcame because he was the word, spoke the word. (laughs) The word was with God and then the word was brought to this earth and it it was made flesh, John tells us. And then it goes, it says, then he spoke the word. How many of you know if Jesus spoke the word knew the word and spoke the word, we must know the word and speak the word. What puts the devil to flight is God's word. Somebody in authority speaking God's word. If we don't know the word, if you have to go look, for, oh, where, where is it? Uh, where's that scripture? No, we ought to be able to ready. I mean, it ought to be just like that coming out of our mouth. When the enemy comes against you and, and with thoughts of, of fear and anxiety, hey, you ought to be able to say, get behind thee, Satan. It is written. God didn't give us that, that spirit of fear. So I'm not going to be anxious and going to be worried and to be fearful. Listen, yeah, but here's the thing. You'll become what you hear and what you what you meditate on. Now listen over in Joshua 118, how do we establish our heart? What did God tell Joshua? Now might you say, well Mike, I've heard these scriptures before. In fact I've told them to you before. And I make no bones about it, is what Keith Moore would say, Brother Hagin, uh put him over uh, uh, the fear of repetition. We shouldn't be afraid afraid of repetition in fact we that's a way to learn the word of god when you constantly hear it constantly speak it constantly read it you, that's how you learn in it that's how we used to learn in first and second grade <laughs> in third grade we had to le- read things over and over you know most of us didn't have a uh, an iq of 150 or 60 or uh you know didn't have a uh, photogenic mind memory but here's what joshua says in in the book of Joshua, this book of the law or this book of the word of God shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate it when day and night and you that you may observe to do all according that is written in it. Now, listen, just reading it isn't enough. You got to be able to know it so you can do it. Amen. It's the doing. (laughs) You got to know it and you got to do it. Observe to do all that's written therein. That's what he's saying. You got to be a doer, right? For then you will make your way prosperous and then you will be have good success. Well, isn't that what we want is good success? We don't want to uh, be unsuccessful. We want to be able to know the word of God, know what it says so we can begin to do it. Now, uh, it goes on to say in, in uh, if good success, let me read this again. Get over in Joshua 1.8. I think I missed something here but it uh, wouldn't be the first time, so don't, don't make fun of me now. But it says this, for then you will make your way prosperous and you will have good success. Well, what? how do we do that? How do we do that? Well, first got to memorize it, ponder it. Have you ever thought about pondering something? you thought about it over and over and over, and, and then you got to speak the Scripture, the Word of God, regularly, intentionally. You know why? Because if you don't, you'll forget things. You'll forget what it says. Listen, most of us ponder things that aren't even scriptural. <laughs> We're pondering uh, uh, entertainment. We're pondering news media. We're pondering what somebody else said. We're doing all kinds of things. But this says, he, Paul, or, uh, God told Joshua, you meditate the word day and night. You want to be successful? You got a lot to do in life. You want to leave a legacy that's uh, that's prosperous you want to leave a legacy that's that's uh uh, for your family and for those around you in fact matt and i were just talking about that a little while ago what kind of legacy do we want to leave for people we know sometimes we you know it's uh we can overdo things but in in a sense we really can't because I don't want to live in regret that I didn't do something I was supposed to do. But when you know the word of God, when you know what God's word says, you begin to meditate it. When you know what it says, when you begin to do it, it you can leave a legacy that, that, that uh, people look back and say, wow, they did good in their life. They've served God and they left a, a legacy of a promise for their family. Huh. But we can't do if we don't meditate the word of God. Now listen, you're going to meditate something day and night. Sometimes it's, that's why we get inundated with this woke generation and all this stuff going on today in our nation. Be careful what we hear. Be careful what you're reading. Be careful what you're meditating on because we are meditating on something. And if you're meditating on what's going on in this world on a regular basis and not the Word of God, you're gonna have anxiety, you're gonna have fear. It's gonna cause you all kinds of stress. I'm telling you. Well, I, I can listen, to, no, no, you can't. You can't listen to day in, day out of, of negative stuff and expect to have a, a positive life. You just can't. Uh, what will you put in your heart? You know, because it is about a heart condition. You know, uh, what will, well, what you put in your heart, Jesus said, will come out of your mouth. In Matthew, what, 12, 34, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. How many of you know what the devil wants you to do? He does not want you to speak what the word of God says. That's the real threat to him. He wants you to speak doubt and unbelief, fear, anxiety. He doesn't want you to speak positive things, what the word says. Just listen. Jesus said that, went there again, when he was in the wilderness, what did he do? He spoke the word of God. That's what, that's what eventually ran the, the enemy off after he was tempted there, after that 40-day fast. He was tempted, what ran him off for a while was the word of God, when he comes back, you have to run him off again. You pull down strongholds, you pull down those thoughts and stuff, because listen, if you get inundated with negative things, what the enemy says, you're gonna speak it out of your mouth when the pressure gets on, that's what you'll do. So why do we have to do that? Because we have to know what the word of God says. If we don't know what the word of God says, we'll be speaking out what the enemy says, whether we know it or not, doubt, unbelief. Now, that's why we have to be, Paul said, over in Romans twelve two. you know this scripture well, be not conformed to this world, but the world system is really what it's talking about. Don't be so controlled by this world system, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is good and acceptable and perfect will of God. So what are you speaking? Are you speaking God's word or worldly words? Amen? Are you speaking worldly words? Because it's worldly words that are going to keep you in in, uh, being unsuccessful in the kingdom. You won't do what God wants you to do. We don't want to be like the Max Jukes now, you may not go to that extent, but I guarantee you it's it's your life isn't going to be what God wanted it to be. And in order to be successful, you must know his word because the word gives what life. Here's what Jesus said over in John six sixty It is the spirit that gives life. The flesh profits nothing. Well, we know that, don't we? The words that I speak to you are spirit and they are life. Now, I like the, the message Bible. The spirit can make life. <laughs> Sheer muscle and willpower don't make anything happen. Or it could be a better word is doesn't make anything happen. Every word I've spoken to you is a spirit word. And so it is life making. The words that I speak, Jesus said, are spirit and life. If you wanna have spirit and life, you gotta know what the word of God says. Listen, there's no substitute for the, the, the word of God. The word of God, is, there is no substitute. Listen, people that go, say, well, I go to church. Well, you can go to church because the devil does too. Maybe sometimes sits in the front row. Not on my row, but maybe on your row. You know, but, but the truth of the matter is, he, he, that doesn't worry him. Well, I, I go to church. Uh, I, I do this. I do that. No, what worries him is when you know the word of God and it's coming out of your mouth with authority. Amen. Amen. You can't do that unless you, 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 uh, you, you know what the word says. Now, if God over in Psalm 138 verse 2, God exalts or magnifies his word above his name. If he does, how do we, what should we do with his word? Shouldn't we magnify his word above what we do and everything we do? The word transforms and gives us life. How many of you want to be transformed? I, I don't know about you, I want to be transformed into the image that what God wants me to be. I spent too much time messing around in my life in the early years. I don't want to go out. <laughs> I heard one time there was a guy here, and some of you remember this. I know Pastor Larry and Pam would, but there was a guy here who said he was a young fool. He didn't want to be an old fool. Well, I'm not so sure he didn't end up being that way, but the truth of the matter is, I don't want to be an old fool. I don't want to be in this church to be a christian for 45 years and then say well go off the rails and don't trust god now i want to know more about him what paul said what did paul say what was his uh, 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 number one desire he said my desire is to know him and the power of his resurrection i haven't obtained all things right yet i'm pressing on i'm going forward i'm wanting to learn more about him how many of you want to do that how many of you want to know him in a greater way tonight than you've ever known him before. If you do, get in the word of God, meditate it, ponder it, think on it, and then begin to speak it out of your mouth. You know, we, we've we said this, I've said this repeatedly. I know Pastor Larry and, and Pastor Scott and Pam, all of us have spoke this over the years. It's gotta be coming out of your mouth. The word of God needs to be coming out of your mouth. Speak the things. Jesus said that, that uh, the, 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 the very scripture that uh, Ramah was, pretty much based on was Mark eleven twenty three. 23. What did Jesus say? Whosoever shall say, whosoever, whosoever shall say unto the mountain, be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea and does not doubt in his heart shall have whatsoever he says. Amen. The importance of saying the word. Now, if you say it and don't believe it, <laughs> that's not going to do you any good, but you got to begin to renew your mind, renew your heart, get your heart filled up with the word of god so when you open your mouth what comes out not vile not the world's way but but the good word of god amen it's just like a computer you know what computer what do you do with computers you put information in and so you can get information out but if you put garbage in it's going to be garbage out it's the same way with our thought life and, and our heart and our heart being uh, what is our heart the mind or will our emotions that place where we live—it's in our inner being. But so if you're filling up with with uh, ungodly things or just nat what we call natural things all the time, guess what comes out of your mouth—those things. But if you fill your heart full of the Word of God, guess what? When you're when your button gets kicked or your bucket gets kicked, guess what? W- the word comes out right away. So we need to do that. Uh, D. L. Moody said, uh, "The Bible or the Word." It's not given for information, but for what? Transformation. Transformation. We're to be transformed by the word the word of God. Amen? The renewed word of God. Some things that, that I've mentioned before, what will the word do? It's, it gives you power over certain things in your life. Power over death and, and darkness. Listen to what it says. Having been born again, this is First 1 Peter 1.23. Born again, not of corruptible seed, but incorruptible seed through the word of God, which lives and abides forever. <laughs> Heaven and earth shall pass away. But what did God say? But my word shall never pass away. Wow, we ought to be, <laughs> we, we ought to be a glutton for the things of, of, of God, but also for the word of God. Let's just soaking it in, amen? Amen. Let's get back to that as a church. Let's get back to be truly being the word of faith uh, people in Jesus' name, amen? It also gave you power over sin. How many of you want power over sin, over the flesh and the, and the sinful nature? Well, it says in Psalm 119, uh, verse 11, which is, you know, Psalm 119, If you need to read about uh, through Psalm 119. It's the longest book in the Bible, and it, it talks about the, 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 the word of God, the, the love of the word of God and the reverence for the word of God. But it says, your word, have I hidden my heart, that I might not sin against you. Huh, why do we sin? We have. Why do we sin? I, I believe it's because we have little word in our life. The more word we have in our life, the greater way we can combat the, the wiles of the devil and, and sin. It will also give us power over confusion. And, and uh, you know, right now, a lot of people are confused, can't make a decision over anything but it says in, in in Psalm 119 and 105, your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. It's going to direct our lives. These are just a few things that I'm telling you tonight that, that we need to input in, uh, instill into our own life. We need to get some word up in here and get word working in our life. Amen? Amen. I, want to, we, I was just talking with somebody just a little earlier today and, and we got to talking about how much we do talk about the things of the world and trying to change our government and trying to change things that are going on in our, but you know what? We spend way too much time doing that rather than more time praying and studying the word and talking about what the word says, amen? Amen, I'm guilty of it, so don't, don't <laughs> say, well, look at you. No, it's nothing special here. It's just the idea that I need to remind myself on a regular basis. How about power over sickness? what psalm 107 verse 20 he sent his word and healed them delivered them from the, their destruction what's the authority right now in your life are you an overcomer by the blood of the lamb and the word of your testimony or the testimony or are you, you're letting the flesh and the, and the world control what you say what's in your heart right. listen we need to know that god's word will put us over in every situation every situation I don't care what you've been through, what you're going through, the word of God will set you free. Amen? I've said this many times, one of my favorite scriptures, John 8, 31 and 32. Jesus said, if you continue in my word, you're my disciples indeed, you shall know the truth and the truth shall set you free. Amen? The truth of what? The truth of God's word. So that we must know God's word. Amen? And I'm just about to run out of time, but I've said this before, here's eight steps to abundance. I'm going to use this one again. You must have the Word of God. Now I got this from somebody. I can't remember who, but the Word of God determines your thinking. Your thinking will determine your emotions. Your emotions will determine your decisions. How many times have you made a decision out of emotion? <laughs> you buy things out of emotion. And then you get home, you think, Why did I buy that? Or why did I do this? Uh, your decisions will determine your actions. Your actions will determine your habits. How I many of you know we just went through 21 days of fasting and, and prayer to change what? Change our old habits, right? Your habits will determine your, your character. Then you will arrive at your destination. Abundance, prosperity, and overflow. That's what the word of God will do for you. So listen, tonight, let's get in the word. Let's get filled up with the word. It's so full that it can't it just comes bubbling out of us. Amen. Out of the abundance, of our heart and our mouth will speak the word of God. And we'll be a blessing not only to our family, but we'll leave a legacy that that you know, I act for a better word that we can be proud of in a sense that we're we're thankful that we've done what God's word said to do. Amen. So let's just pray before I get off here. Father, I thank you for your word. <laughs> Heaven and earth, I said it will um, will pass away, but your word will never pass away. May we all get back into your word. May we begin to not only get in it, but ponder it, meditate on it, and speak it out of our mouth. It runs the devil off. We thank you, Lord. I thank you for every, every person in the sound of my voice tonight. Lord, that they'll be safe, they'll be warm, be happy, but, but more than anything, they'll be in the word of God, building themselves up in their most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost, delighting themselves in the Lord and his word. We thank you for it tonight and give you all the praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, stay warm, stay healthy, stay blessed, and we'll see you next time. Thanks again for listening. To hear more messages like this one, make sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel for past episodes. And if you enjoyed today's message, consider sharing it with a friend. For more content and information about Living Word, check out our website at livingwordfamily.org. And remember to live the gospel and preach the gospel.